everyone, it's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about um, sort of Disney's maturity problem in terms of what they deem is family friendly and the problems that seem to be bringing and the number of changes that they're going to have to bring about. We're also going to be talking about the effects of the virus and what impact that's having on not only Disney Plus, but on movies, on theme parks, and just generally as a whole of what's going on there with that, because that's obviously a massive issue right now we'll also be talking about some of the new um, things that have been announced over the past um, couple of weeks because we've been away on vacation so while you've had pre-recorded ones we actually haven't um, actually spoke for a few weeks due to uh, vacation luckily managed to sneak that one in just before um, literally no one can go anywhere and on that note so just big thank you to our patreons um andrew gazeppi julie and what's on netflix for all of your support um yeah it really does make all of the difference especially um with everything going on with YouTube and all the rest of it, because I suspect this one will be demonetized because the minute we mentioned the virus. But nevertheless, let's jump into it. Um, again, just a bit of housekeeping first off. If you haven't already done so, make sure you go check out the website, what's on disneyplus.com. You can like us on Facebook and Twitter to keep up with all the latest news. You can subscribe to the email. Join our um, Facebook group. We are just shy of 125,000 members. So definitely a lot of um, conversation going on. So if you're stuck at home for the next couple of weeks, um, you might want to be watching a lot of Disney Plus, which I think is going to be what a lot of people are going to be doing. So let's jump into the news. Um, and let's start off first. We might as well start off with the virus and get all of this stuff out the way. Um, because this thing has completely, it's been building up for uh, weeks and months, way back since December. Um, and early, sort of really early January when it started hitting China. Obviously now it's gone everywhere. It's hitting massively in terms of Disney. It's now having a mass, not just the parks. I mean, you know, you know if you've been listening to a while, I was out in um, Shanghai and Hong Kong Disneyland literally just a few weeks before it closed down. As of right now, Disney have pretty much just kind of put most of their business on hold. Um, the theme parks are as of this weekend, completely closed. So that's all six theme parks around the world, including Disneyland and Walt Disney World. They're all going to be done. The cruise line, that is all going to be, um, there'll be no new departures um, until the end of the month. And apparently, I mean, I think even Canada's now said there won't be any cruises up there till the end of July. Um, some of the hotels will be staying open, but in terms of like TV and stuff, domestic Walt Disney World com uh, employees, are going to be um, working from home if they can do so. Uh, that includes Walt Disney Studios, the television departments, ESPN, direct-to-consumers, so obviously that's Disney Plus and um, Hulu. And then we've also got the parks, experiences and products. So as many people as possible are going to be working from home. So that might have a massive impact in terms of what we see coming out over the next few weeks. Um, you know, press releases, PR stuff, you know, who's you know doing artwork on design you know everything that's going on right now in disney is going to be um having to be done as much of it as possible from home you know but you know people might be editing and doing you know we just don't know there's so much stuff to be done a lot of filming has now been suspended disney have said that they have put a number of productions of live action on hold so things for example including the new disney plus remake of home alone the little mermaid that was due to start filming this week the um shang chi and the legend of the ten rings that one's been closed down um 
couple of Fox movies or studios. You've got The Last Duel and also Nightmare Alley. The new Peter Pan and Wendy live action movie and also shrunk, um, according to the Disney statement put out to the Hollywood Reporter. While there have been no, com- no confirmed cases of the virus in our productions, after considering the current environment and the best interest of our cast and crew, we have decided to pause production on some of our live action films for a short time. We will continue to assess the situation and restart them as soon as feasible. Obviously as well with that, um, what live TV shows and things like that, I know a lot of ones that have got like live studio audiences are kind of, They've stopped. I mean, WWE literally last night ran SmackDown from their performance center. I know Ellen's closed down a couple of the live. So that will affect TV, which ultimately then will affect Hulu. Um, Disney Plus, we don't know what's going on with the filming there. I suspect eventually everything is going to kind of kind of come to a, a pause. Ultimately, when the crisis is over, this will all kind of pick back up where they left off. Um, but what that does mean then, as well as there was some more delays to some of the movies that were coming out over the next coming weeks ahead. For example, Mulan, which was due out in um, about two weeks time. That one has been delayed. Also the new mutants again, and then the searchlight pictures movie antlers. And there's also um, a lot of speculation that um, black widow might be moved out as well, because that's the first of May. And I believe the cinemas over there in the US have started doing like 50% occupancy rates to try and get people to go in. But I mean, how long that will last, I don't know. But um, I suspect Black Widow will be done as well. So yeah, so that was kind of a quick just run through of everything there. I mean, this is just going to have a massive impact on Disney Plus and everything else because ultimately if things are filming late, things might be delayed, movies coming out, you know, if, if Mulan comes out in three months late that means it'll be coming to disney plus probably three months later as well but generally yeah just a just a big mess right now yeah and it's something we'll be feeling not just for months but probably for years after a certain point they stop connecting things to it they stop they oh this we said it was coming out in october now it's coming out in january and and you don't even need to mention uh, it's because of the coronavirus it's just and it might not even be directly because of it at that point, too. It yeah. might not be that that particular set was delayed, but other sets were delayed, which meant resources aren't available, which means now it's delayed as well. Well, that's uh, it. I mean, like, you know, you think, like, they've got that stage that they're filming a lot of the, like, the Marvel shows over in Atlanta. Um, so, obviously, if Falcon gets delayed, then that then pushes back, then every single movie being shot after it as well. So, there's this, like, knock-on effect and... But no one would have ever seen this coming. I mean, this is just one of those, you know, I mean, we've never seen anything like this in our lifetime. Not on this scale. No, I mean, it's not the first pandemic we've we've gone through. It's it's not uh, the first, you know, scare. Remember SARS and H1N1 and all those stuff, but they they didn't hit at this level. So, No, it's it's definitely different. Um, And obviously, well, governments are are dealing with things differently. And... We d- this is going to be happening. F- this is going to be something that will be affecting for months. This is not just, you know, it's not just a glitch case of everyone shut down for two weeks and it'll be done and dusted. This thing that, you know, is going to be around for a long time. It is going to have a massive impact on everything. Obviously, as far as podcast goes, um, we're going to p- plan to carry on as normal. But obviously, if one of us is sick th- that week, that weekend when we record, then we might have an issue. But yeah, 
ultimately that's just going to be one of the things as would be normal if we were, one of us was sick. Um, it's I think just generally going forward. I mean, literally overnight, it was announced that Frozen Two is going to be available this Sunday or tomorrow uh, for Disney Plus. They've pushed it forward by three months, um, so it's going to be available on Sunday. The 4K version will be available on Tuesday for some reason. Um, they did. There was basically Frozen Two went up in the app earlier in the week and said it was coming to June 30th. Now it's going to be coming on Tuesday. I gotta be honest, skeptic Peg in me was a little bit like, yeah, did they 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 plan that to kind of to get that out there? And because why would they put that date up just two days before the announcement and not put up Maleficent? There's a little part of me that goes, they you know they've made this you know they've made the a big thing about it being pulled forward three months but ultimately right now disney plus is in the prime position to try and claw as much subscribers in as possible if everyone is locked in i'm surprised if the european launch doesn't go forward a week i'd be surprised if that doesn't happen to try and boost up subscribers while europe is locked locked in because that's due to hit basically a week tuesday so I wouldn't be su- surprised by that. They've already called it forward a week before, but I don't know. That was I, when I saw that email, I was like, mm, "Okay, <laughs> it's definitely good that they brought it forward." But what do you think? Yeah, I think the banner was probably just an oversight. It was yeah. literally we already have the asset for it. Let's put yeah. it up, and and then we'll correct it later, just yeah. so people know it's coming. Yeah. I, I, it, I don't think it was like a bait and switch or anything like that. But yeah, yeah it's. It's good press at the moment. You, you know, you're stuck at home or your kids. Uh, a lot of schools over here are completely closed until, you know, the end of April or mm. some longer than that, honestly. Having Frozen and Frozen 2 on repeat, while, you know, probably not something most parents want, it will keep the kids occupied, which is honestly yeah. more important at the moment. Um, I mean, I do think, I think this is great in terms of boost for Disney+. Plus. It, it needed that. Um, I think having a big movie like that on there available is good. I think they've also pulled forward the digital release of Rise of Skywalker. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they do other things because they know everyone is locked out. And literally at the minute, the only way Disney are going to make any money is through uh, rentals, digital rentals and subscription services because basically most of their other businesses are pretty much shut down. So they are going to push on that. And Disney Plus will get more subscribers because people are at home. And they've got to try and, you know, as much as it is, you know, this is one of those situations of when it rains, the umbrella companies make money. It's There's always someone that, and, you know, Disney are ultimately in the same boat as everyone else. You know, Amazon and Netflix are going to pull up money as well. It's just one of those situations. Someone will always do well out of something whenever there's a crisis. Yeah, and we're, we will probably see the entire economic landscape change as far as companies are concerned. Disney will weather it, um, Universal, you know, the big companies will weather it, but we'll see what happens with the smaller companies. And hopefully a lot of them do survive uh, this because not all of them, in fact, most of them don't have the kind of monetary assets that you need to survive this and that's going to be a problem yeah i mean just in just in the real world i mean i know with my uh real business you know if if they go into the complete lockdown and close like restaurants and cafes and stuff down like they've done in belgium and denmark and in italy and in china and stuff then you know i'll be locked out of work for a few weeks and stuff i mean the government have made some concessions and stuff but that doesn't really help a lot um but yeah you know every every business and every person is going to be in a different boat 
and obviously everyone's just going to be sat at home and just trying to get through this um this is going to be this is not unfortunate this is not going to be a, a two-week thing and done this is going to be dragging out for months this is going to be um you know ultimately there's going to be that other issue of everyone does lockdown for two weeks and then they come out and then that's why our government is doing a different strategy i'm not sure if it's right but that's a whole different ball game but in terms of entertainment sitting at home and watching television is going to become a prime audience and stuff um so yeah it's been that question well of like with like things like mulan and new mutants and stuff of whether or not they put them out um as a digital release get them out early i mean i think something like maybe like onward I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, if they put that up as a premium rental right now, that might be a, a better option for them than I didn't go see Onward. Uh, I was on vacation last week and when it came out, and so when I came back, the, the virus had kind of got bigger and it's like, we've had some local schools near us where some kids came back from Italy, so they all got closed down and stuff. And I was just going, you know what? I am not going to the local cinema with a load of kids that have all been kicked out of school. It's like, I'll wait. And ultimately, this is what the cinema is you know i mean eventually i mean i think i think amc of doing social spacing have reduced but i just don't can't imagine a lot of people wanting to go to cinema so moving things like mulan and stuff out i think mulan is i think the whole thing with what was going on with china was very much pushing that that they were gonna have to do that anyway but new mutants just can't catch a break can it no uh <laughs> disney might actually be happy that they get to push that one back again but this is just another aspect of what i was talking about with the economic landscape mm. um people in the states are already talking about how this whole thing is going to going to change how we perceive work from home situations yeah. for jobs that do enable it yeah um it may also be that final push for the revolution from uh, going to the movie theaters to having the premium content at home, like you were talking about with Onward or, or Mulan or yeah. something like that. Because I'll be honest, the theater experience these days isn't that great, except for like spectacle movies, which yeah. I'd say Mulan probably will be. But given the choice, if the price is about the same or even slightly higher, I'd rather just watch it here at home. Not not even counting for the virus. Like it. Yeah. It's just a much easier experience. I can pause it. I can go get a snack without missing anything. Uh, I can feed the cats, whatever distraction mm -hmm. pops up in the comfort of my own home. Going to the theater is a giant thing. Yeah, I think as well as just the long-term effects of what that's going to do to people um, meeting up afterwards, because there's going to be a lot of people, um, you know, this bug isn't just going to disappear overnight. So therefore, how long this goes on right through the summer and also the knock-on effect of the dates bumping into each other. I mean, Fast and the Furious, Universal pushed that back a whole year. They didn't even mess with that one. They just literally just were like, nope, we're not even, this rest of this year is pretty much gone, so we're just moving it. Um, Disney aren't really in that, I don't know, they've got too many titles to push back because it just keeps knocking in. You know, they need to get Black Widow out before Returnals. Um, it depends on what's going on. I mean, it's just it is going to be a different situation and ultimately yeah i mean there's a lot of talk as well of like with retail and all the rest of it of whether or not this would be the final push to get a lot of people that maybe weren't doing online to start doing online because they now need to and online food shopping and stuff though having gone to a couple of supermarkets yesterday there was plenty of people at the supermarket <laughs> it was like christmas week christmas it was literally like christmas week yesterday i couldn't you know it was racked up until you know and there was people just you know, and the supermarkets are obviously, um, you know, they've been quite open about the fact that, you know, they're doing quite well out of this, you know, and it's just, 
that situation of there's always going to be some people doing good, some people doing bad. The fact that all the theme parks are completely closed down, but also this whole thing of filming because the not filming stuff is going to end up hitting us for months and years later. Yeah, and the the crews involved and and everyone involved basically because it it pushes their work schedule back and a lot of these uh both the companies and the individuals have very tight uh production schedules mm. and changing one now because the the production is closed means that all the other productions down the line maybe 2 3 years down the line all mm. get pushed back. Well it's also that whole thing of rescheduling when it all does kind of eventually go back because you know, yeah, Disney may for say, you know, actor A is going to be doing this age, another show, and this show, and this show. But then obviously, then they, they might be doing another show for Netflix and another show for Universal, and they're all going to want to be, you know, and they're all going to be like pushing for who can get in and all the rest of us. It's going to be difficult to see how that's all going to work out. But right yeah. now, um, Disney have probably got a lot of stuff backed up, um, available. Um, there's a lot of talk about whether or not they do something with the new mutants or whether or not they actually just just i mean it's been said for years about the fact of just dropping it onto services right now i would also say the point of spending more money advertising new mutants is just going to offset whatever money you know they've already spent their advertising budget on the on getting it ready for april it's like what you know I, it wouldn't be at all surprised if new mutants is one of those ones that they go it's coming to hulu or it's coming to disney plus it's the obvious choice. Most people are already uh, either down on it after seeing the trailers, don't know what it is, or have completely forgotten about it if they did know what it was. Whereas Black Widow, Mulan, um, all these other movies they've got lined up, uh, people are excited for them. They will, they will go to the theater for them. If you dropped New Mutants on Disney+, Plus or even as a, a premium rental on Amazon yeah. or something like that, most people would just be like, oh, oh, it's something new. I've never heard of this yeah. and try it out that way. Um, and yeah, they are kind of at the point with that movie where it's not so much trying to make money as minimize the amount of money that they're losing mm -hmm. on it. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, five, they've had that. Will, if they move it again, that'll be the fifth release date over like three years. I mean, I think the kids now, they've now got um, grandkids now by the time they've kind of filmed it because it's been, I think it was filmed, what, five years ago? <laughs> it's, um, I mean, um, the, the girl who played... Uh, was it Maisie or something? Isn't it? Yeah, Maisie, who played in, in Game of yeah. Thrones. She basically grew up in between the time they filmed this yeah. and its eventual release. Yeah, it's it's definitely interesting. But it's all going to be moving things around a bit. I mean, in some ways, with Disney doing their weekly release schedule, it does mean there's going to be new stuff dropping in there. Um, I'm hoping as well they might have eventually... They might work out what's going on with the vault, but we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Um, more later but it's yeah this whole sort of virus thing is just going to be a massive thing for a long time to come and this is just the start of it this is literally just the start of the effects of it um, but it also shows you of why having the streaming services and stuff are important um, you know why they the, the move to them and why people why the companies are all moving away from traditional television and stuff because of streaming and things like that so it, it's going to be an interesting thing going forward anything else you want to add on the virus before we move on uh just no i'm not going to hammer the point home everyone has heard way too much about the virus just be smart yeah. be safe don't panic stop buying all the toilet paper people 
that's that's my final thought <laughs> <laughs> i must say yesterday i went into two supermarkets none and then there's someone at the cashier we were all cashier and the woman shouted they've got some at this shop <laughs> <laughs> we went in i went in the other shop and i picked up a packet and this woman in front of me who was trying to buy a load and the manager of the company gonna limit it to it's like yeah I like, that's why I brought an extra pack last week and I brought an extra pack this week, so we're fine. But yeah, um, I'll be honest, I have been um, buying tin foods and dried pasta and toilet rolls, and my wife's going, why? And I go, just because I need to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having, we having, we've, the trouble is we ran down all of our cupboard before we went on holiday. So like our dry, all our dry cans and everything we've been using, you know, as you do with a holiday, you kind of try and run everything down a bit. And it's like, we've got nothing in case we look like I literally live opposite a supermarket, so I can walk straight to it. But yeah, yeah I, I did have one other realization, yeah. and I'm doing it actually right now, yeah. is I, I realized how much I touch my face just over the course <laughs> of a day without even thinking about it. This one was intentional, yeah. but just you don't even realize. And they're like, don't touch your face. And you're like, now I, yeah. I just want to. I want to, I want to scratch. I know. It's like coughing as well. I mean, I was in... in a pharmacy yesterday and I just like coughed and you could sort of sense everyone like looking and go just needed to clear my throat <laughs> <laughs> and then I like cough last night go, oh my god it was like no you've coughed like twice today <laughs> but yeah so moving, anyway. on from, moving on from there it's, it's that thing of stay at home you know if you can watch some television chill out I would say as well don't, if you are going to stay at home for two weeks and you're going to at some point everyone probably will have to mix things up a little bit you know, um, I'm going to probably do some articles and stuff of like what to watch and things like this, but mix it up, maybe do one Marvel movie a day, one Star Wars movie a day, and I'd pick, you know, mix it up like that. I personally as well, I'd say get up and move around and don't just sit in front of the TV because I think you're going to go crazy by the end of the second week. I mean, I know I've got like a stack of Lego that I want to build and some miniatures that I want to paint and some video games and maybe some books, you know, get on your camera. Mix it up a bit. I, 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 I personally wouldn't be two weeks to sat there watching television, no matter. Or I'll just get, I would just get bored stiff. I will, yeah, everyone, I'm going to watch more of it, but yeah, get up, move around a bit, do, you know, maybe clean up the house, do some stuff with the, with the storage. As much as I like to say, sit there and watch Disney Plus for two weeks, you know, you need to move around a bit and for your own sanity. <laughs> Disney did not give us a big enough check to tell you to sit and watch Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's anyway. just, yeah. Moving on anyway. from there, um, let's now talk about the other big problem that Disney Plus has been having. And oh, just actually, before we jump into that, there was going to be a European event um, like last week um, for the launch of Disney Plus in Europe. Got delayed due to coronavirus. Um, I was invited to it. Um, so. I'd been looking at ways of getting there. Unfortunately, the airline I was going to use, then they went bankrupt because of coronavirus. So that was literally on the And then the event got cancelled. So it literally was along the lines of, I was just not meant to go to it. It was supposed to be happening this week in terms of a presentation. That seems to have just, that went right out the window by the looks of it with the amount of stuff going on. So whatever they were going to do for that, and they were just been dropping news bits out about European deals. There's lots of European news as well the full list of content for all the countries like the UK and stuff has been released. Very good list. A lot better than I was expecting. Um, we've got all the big movies in there, the Lion King, Toy Story 4. So we, we are getting the new ones. You've got Endgame in there. You've got a lot of TV shows. I think there's going to be over like 800 movies and TV series available for the UK. Different countries have got different things. There is There was an article that I've been wanting to do up this week, but been quite a lot of articles this week 
Um, and generally, the UK, they've t- teamed up with a number of different companies around Europe, for example, like SkyQ. Over here, they've also been talks with Virgin. There's been deals in Spain, France, Italy, and there's lots of movement and stuff going around. So that's all looking good. So Europe will be coming online soon. Um, yeah, so it's definitely good for all the stuff going on in, in Europe right now. We're just literally getting ready for the launch of Disney Plus and stuff. So can't wait for that one to be fully available to everybody. Um, it's quite funny. The other night, I was at the games club and we were talking about you know the, like the Mandalorian. There's like a there's a group of like of us all playing Star Wars games, and you've got half the group that have kind of already watched it, <laughs> and then the other half kind of waiting for it and kind of it's. But yeah, it'd be nice for everyone to do it. And it doesn't look like they are going to be dragging out the Mandalorian by the looks of it. I think they've just decided that maybe that they, I think their communication wasn't quite right on that one of how they were doing it. And I think the backlash very much maybe persuaded them that it wouldn't, wasn't going to work that way. So moving on from there, um, maturity issues. Um, just before uh, the flew out, they announced that Love, Simon's spin-off love victor was going to be moving from disney plus to hulu they stated that um it was you know due to a maturity issue the primary reason for it were, were um essentially i think it was was um underage drinking um that seen as the show would feature alcohol use marital issues and sexual exploration or you know basically and this whole thing of this really did kind of spin off and then from there it went into somewhere completely different but first off let's talk about love victor another big mess for disney plus really this this one uh that specific one or or the whole think, maturity the, issue the whole, the whole maturity issue but this is the problem with the, what's happened really with disney plus is the lack of original content on there right now is because high fidelity should have been on there that should have been dropping weekly now onto Disney Plus rather than they dropped the whole season onto Hulu last month. Love Victor would have dropped in June and that would have stretched us through to Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So what's happened is by these two shows being pushed off of Disney Plus, there was nothing to replace it. It wasn't as if they went, oh, well, we'll put some more stuff. You know, their two big titles got removed from Disney Plus from their lineup. And also just, it sent a very bad message about the fact of it being about, obviously, um, a guy discovering his sexuality, the whole thing of it being family friendly, that didn't send a very good message um, from the point of view of Disney. So everyone's going, hold on a minute. And this thing got brought up even in the annual shareholders last week when someone um, kind of pulled out to them about the new CEO, Bob Chapek. And he was very supportive of the fact that, you know, they will go where the audience is and they will support them. And looking at it and then like, uh, everyone kind of jumping on this thing going, oh, well, they don't want it on there. And I'm mean, there going, I'm watching Diary of a Future President right now. And they're doing this whole storyline, but they're doing it in a more, fr- I would say, family friendly one. They are, they're turning it back. He's just discovering his feelings. They're not going down everything else after it. They're doing it. They are doing this storyline in, in High School Musical, the series. You know, they had this whole thing with these two guys kind of falling for each other and dancing and stuff. And even, I mean, I would say probably in in Stargirl, it was more of a a placement thing, but they are doing this stuff on there. It's just they love Victor probably. I think the alcohol issues were the main thing because I think the writer even jumped up on Twitter saying actually it's more about the drinking side of things than the actual everything else, but it didn't look very good. 
Yeah, and you never can tell what's damage control and, and what's the actual thing. Because I could definitely see them saying, okay, yeah, we talk about these these subjects in High School the Musical, the Musical, or uh, Diary of a Future President. But it is kind of the central theme of Love, mm-hmm. Simon, which puts it yeah. more out in the front. Because yeah, uh, story. It, it is the story. It is him coming yeah. to terms uh, or or discovering yeah. what his sexual identity is. And there's something about it being a subplot, like mm. of a side character yeah. in it, in a story. And there's another thing about it being in the front. Um, shouldn't be the, yeah. it, it shouldn't make a difference that, you know, there's very little difference between mm. him finding out about this and that your standard um, yeah. teenage, you know, high school, mm. you know, first love kind of thing. Yeah. But sadly the world we live in, it mm. is considered a different thing. And yeah, I could see that being the issue. The, Underage drinking or just drinking in general, mm. I can see an argument for it, at mm. least. I mean, it, Disney does want to present a, a clean image. Mm. Uh, it's still very hard to get alcoholic drinks in the parks, even in designated areas where it's, uh, mm. unless you're in France, apparently, because, you know, it's, it's well, France. Don't take, don't take alcohol away from the front. Yeah, well, the thing is, as well, is like, you know, we all, the, the trouble is with the house situations. I mean, I know for you guys out in the US, it's 21's drinking age. Mm-hmm. Well, like, here in the UK, it's 18. But if you are, at, um, if you go to a meal at a restaurant, you can have a glass of wine with your meal at 14. You know, yeah, we, I, we, I should have specified know. wine instead of alcohol. But yeah, yeah, well, I think, yeah, but I mean, I think it's the whole thing of, you know, everywhere, every culture has different, different things. So like in some European countries, they don't even have that rule and stuff. So it does change variations of what it is. I mean, if you walk around the, the where I live on a weekend, you will only find 15 year olds and 14 year olds drinking. The adults are all at home. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, we have, uh, uh, when I think of, when you lot say of underage drinking, for us, that would be like legal drinking, <laughs> you know, 18 year olds, 17, you know, we know we have an underage drinking problem, but it's, you know, we're talking like 12, 13, 14 year olds. Um, and a standard thing of 17 year olds going to the pub and all the rest of it, where, so to me, you sort of see that thing and you're going, really? That's, that's you, you, 21 seems, it's like half our lot have kind of grown out of it by then. It's just, so I can, I think of culturally, things do change very differently with that. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting how much of an emphasis is placed on it, partly because of the age, but yeah. uh, in the States, it is a, a, it is a hot button issue mm. where people get very, very passionate about it both ways. But mm. people saying 21's too old, you sh- it should be much younger. And other people going, uh, well, prohibition was actually a great idea and nobody should be drinking. Uh, mm. It's kind of weird how, how polarized everything has mm. become. But then you go over to Europe, it's just like, what do you mean you don't want to have wine with your dinner? You, yeah. 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 It's different. I mean, the high fidelity by the looks of it, I haven't seen it yet. Um, set in a bar. Uh, so, you know, there's a lot of bar stuff. I mean, there is, I think there's recreational drug use. It's, it's like this show was not meant to it. And this kind of kicks into something I want to get into before we get into the, the Hillary Duff situation was Disney have apparently then changed their relationship with the Disney television studios at Disney Plus because basically what's been happening is Disney television studios have had to kind of jump through more hoops than the other partners like Marvel and Lucasfilm and National Geographic have been much more interconnected and it's resulted in a number of big TV series. There's a Tron TV series, Book of Disenchantment, Muppets Live Another Day, where they've ended up being cancelled 
after lots of money's been spent developing them. And then you've had other shows like High Fidelity and Love Victor then being moved to Hulu because the Disney Plus don't turn around and go, well, that show's not good enough for us. We can't use that. And so what's happening now is Disney television studios are getting more power. They basically now go to Disney Plus and with a package and go, this is what we've got. These are the scripts. This is what we're doing. Do you want it? And because they have to make an amount of stuff available, all of the divisions do. And then like Disney Plus have a little bit less control over it because they've already kind of authorized what the job, it, what it is. I think by the sounds of it, and it seems this is what happened with Love, Victor and High Fidelity, they kind of signed off on it early on a premise. And then the show kind of developed as it was going on when the script's changing. And then Disney Plus were like, no. And so they've had to completely like readjust. It's apparently been going on for a few months and just changing how Disney Plus executives look at it because... I think like now Disney television studios are going to be working similar to how like Lucasfilm was, for example, the Mandalorian, that was how Lucasfilm, they went to Disney plus with here's what we've got is a script or the rest of it. Do you want it? And so from there, and I think this will be stopping these issues of shows being moved around and things changing during development and all the rest of it. And hopefully that's a good thing um, going forward. I think the bigger issue here isn't necessarily the process, which is kind of what they're addressing with that. It's Disney doesn't really know what the message they want to send with Disney plus is right now. They've got um, an identity crisis, if you will, where on the one hand, they want you to go. um, We've got the, we've got the Mandalorian. We've got winter soldier and Falcon and, and Loki and all these shows that adults want to see. Uh, We've got all these shows, but really we're, we're, we're still Disney and we want yeah. people to, to be watching 101 Dalmatian street. We want people yeah. to be watching uh, Mickey, uh, the Mickey mouse club and stuff yeah. like that. And, and at the same time, and th- this will bridge us into Lizzie McGuire yeah. here is they wanted to build on nostalgia too. They want you to go, Oh, I remember watching DuckTales as a kid and now I can watch the new DuckTales or I, I grew up watching boy meets world and now I can see girl meets world and, and stuff like that. Eventually, uh, I think mm. I don't think that one's on there yet. But, um, but with the when they actually produce that, like you look at Boy Meets World and Girl Meets World, the the nostalgia for Girl Meets World was people who grew up with it wanting to know more about the two yeah. main characters, and instead it was just um, a series Every, about yeah. the kids, which makes sense that that's yeah. what it was marketed as. But at that point, who is the show for? Yeah. Because the kids who are watching it have no connection to Boy Meets World, no. and the adults who are watching it are seeing the characters they don't care about. Yeah, and I think this is the whole thing going forward with Disney Plus. This trauma because apparently, um, when it was originally came up with the idea, um, was they wanted to be like on the edgy PG thirteen, but they've definitely gone down the PG line. They've gone a little bit. This concept of what is family friendly has kind of become a little bit too much. I mean, during the annual shareholders meeting. They were asked about like smoking and they said there's no smoking in anything PG 13 and under, um, which makes sense. But they've got this whole thing of family friendly has become a bit of a, it's like, and we had, there was this massive conversation on the Facebook group. I mean, there's hundreds of comments of what was family friendly and stuff. And there's a mass, and this is where I was, it was really interesting seeing the response because you've got like adults like us that I've been brought in for the Mandalorian and they're going, we're going, can we have some mature content? Can we, where, what else is there to watch? Because you're just giving us kids shows. And 
people going, well, you just don't, don't, shouldn't come in for adult tea. And it's like, we don't want the smart, we don't want this, we don't want that. And it's like, yeah, but, and like I was trying to explain to people, like, adult doesn't necessarily mean TV MA 17 and R rated movies. It can be just a TV show that is aimed at adults and, you know, doesn't necessarily have all of that in there, but it still can be family friendly. Um, you know, there is, a, you know, dramas and stuff don't necessarily have, and I think the trouble is this term adult and mature has become like the Hulu FX stuff. And then they've gone kid friendly and it's like, no, there's this massive gap in the middle of the middle ground. This is what's supposed to be the four quadrants of where Disney Plus is going for. And it's like, they're not hitting that properly. They, right. They've swooped way too much in one direction, leaving everyone that's come in for the Mandalorian going, well, what else is on here till the Falcon? And there's a lot of, there's a, lo a whole other division of people going, no, I want Disney Plus to be completely, um, so I can put my kid in front of it and I don't have to monitor them at all. And there's so many comments of people going, no, 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 I want, I want this to be a safe space. No, no, you know, they were like, didn't like the fact that The Simpsons is on there and they find that inappropriate. And they thought, you know, for example, I think Life Below Zero, there was a little bit of swearing or something in that there and they pulled it out and, I mean, there's a whole thing blew up, yes, you know, and it's like this whole kind of thing from parents just looking and going, no, Disney Plus, I want it to be a safe place for, like you say, little Timmy sat there and he, he never sees anything go wrong. And it's like, and then the other people then arguing, going, no, well, Netflix and Hulu have choice and they're going, and then the parents are then coming back going, well, watch that then. And there's just this comment after comment of going on. And I'm like, looking and going, I can see it from both sides. It's family friendly thing. Disney have got this problem of they've push, pushed themselves into this corner with this Disney brand, which is obviously thing. And then they've tried doing all this other stuff because they need to. And it's just, just not mixing together properly. And like I say, you've got the parents. It's like Disney Plus. And like I said on numerous occasions to people, going, Disney Plus is not for five-year-olds only, you know, and seven-year-olds. It was supposed to be for the whole family. And a family could consist of a 13 year old, a 15 year old and two parents or two parents on their own or a single, you know, everyone, everybody's house is a different family. And we had other parents jumping in going, oh, my teenagers, there's, no, there's nothing on here that they want to watch. And tween, even some of them going, oh, they're 12, 13 and they've, they've got bored of it. And nostalgia, like you say, will play a part in some things, but the Disney Plus, the, the, it was so strange seeing this conversation just jumping around all over the place of so many people being like either one way or the other. And I, I personally don't think Disney Plus should have MA17 and rated R stuff. I don't think that's appropriate. But things like Family Guy and, or not so, yeah, Family Guy shouldn't be on there, but um, Modern Family should. You know, there's that kind of thing of where it comes into. I mean, every time I put up an article about The Simpsons being a kid's TV series, I get inundated with people going, no, it's inappropriate, and all the rest of it. And go, I'm going, I'm sitting there, it's Saturday at 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm going, it's on our televisions here in the U. It's treated like a kid's show here. <laughs> it's like, it's like, I've, it's, like different appropriate stuff. I'm just like, yes, it's got a few things in there. And it's like, this, this show's out made for adults. And I'm going, the whole of my life, The Simpsons was a Saturday morning cartoon. <laughs> it's like the UK didn't look at Simpsons in the same way that America did. <laughs> well, it, no, and this is one you can't even lump all of America into because yeah. it, it really depends on region. It really depends on location because there are people in America. I definitely had the conversation with people I've, I played you know, hockey with and they're like, oh yeah, I grew up watching The Simpsons. I, I, 
that it's very tame because they're comparing it to South Park or yeah. Family Guy. And it's like, oh yeah, I totally watch, let my kids watch that. And we, I remember growing up when I was, you know, Simpsons were just coming out. So we're talking yeah. like season two or three here. I would watch it with my dad yeah. and he would find parts of it hilarious. I'd be like, I don't know why that's funny. Yeah. And I would find parts of it hilarious. He'd be like, yeah, that's so juvenile, but it, it worked yeah. pretty well for me. So for me, I consider yeah. it, it maybe on the higher end. It's not something I put in front of like a five-year-old, but it, it's, I still consider it a kid's show. Yeah. I, but I also understand, you know, everyone's got their own standards for raising their kids. The, you know, what you consider acceptable for your kid might not be the same what your neighbor considers for theirs. The, at the end of the day, there is no winning this situation no, period no. if they yeah. go too far one way they will annoy one crowd if they go too far the other way they will annoy the other crowd they have to find some sort of middle ground that is least offensive to as many people as possible and that's yeah i, I think it, they've gone a little too far onto yeah. the onto the Precocious. kids only content uh but of course i'm also an adult without kids so my that that's my perspective on it uh before uh jumping back onto that i also I feel like language or English in general yeah. isn't very good at expressing this particular uh, concern because this is what you were saying earlier yeah. where uh, people want mature content. And, the, and when you think mature content, you go uh, Game of Thrones, yeah. Westworld, yeah. Breaking Bad. No, <laughs> we, we just want things that adults can enjoy. And this is yeah. what made Pixar so popular back in, uh, still, mm -hmm. but back in the day, what separated them was you you'd go to Toy Story as a kid, you had a whole bunch of jokes that were for you, but your your parents who were also there uh, were like, oh no, there, there's stuff in here for me that I find funny or stories that resonate with me as well. And it worked on both levels. And that's what we're talking about. Mm. Definitely weird. I mean, it's funny, like you said about, I just want to say like The Simpsons. I think I was about nine or 10 when it came out. When it came out. And I remember being at school with Bart Simpson t-shirts and the Simpsons action figures as a kid. You know, I had my WWE figures and my... Um, Ninja Turtles and my Bart Simpson and my home. I had all the family and I had them as action figures and played with them as kids. So therefore, in, in my mind, it's like a, that was something I did. I had that was a kid's show. You know, it was. And that was ultimately where I grew up with it being a kid. So my view of it is like, yeah, no, that's there up there with like Ninja Turtles. And, you know, yes, South Park is very different and stuff. And I love that stuff. But I said this whole thing of just like, what's family friendly and you know this big push of what is and what isn't personally to me it's like the rating system that you know every country has that is your baseline that is the government system that's the, the agreed system that people use to determine what is and what isn't friendly and i think that that should be kind of where disney can kind of go yeah the, the, they've said that this is this level therefore this is this is appropriate you know, they can have their own thing and go, yeah, this maybe isn't, this isn't, and you know, they could do editing and all the rest of it. But to me, the point of a rating system is that that happens. You know, if the government, if they turn around and go, this is a PG or a PG 13 movie or a TV 14 or whatever, that is who it's aimed at because they've got to find that line. And I think Disney has gone a little bit too, too much the other way where they have gone a little bit too family friendly. I mean, looking at it at the minute, of like the originals that we've got on there. Say, for example, Disney's fairy tale weddings. That isn't that is a, a show made for adults. It's not a it's not a kid show. You know, it's it's super glossy. It's super, um, but it features adults in loving relationships and all the rest of it. 
Um, I wouldn't say that it's not a kid's show, but it's, it's family friendly. Kids aren't, you know, the Imagineering story, that's not a kid's show, but it's, it's adults want to watch it. And there is that line of trying to get the line. I would say like shop class. Have you watched any of them? I've only watched, I've watched the first two episodes. I, I watched the first one. Um, and I have to admit, I, I, I kind of wish I had just jumped to the end. I really enjoyed seeing, we're not going to do a full review yeah. of this, but I really enjoyed seeing the projects they made. I just felt like it was really fluffed out with them, uh, you know, taking half an hour or 40 minutes to get to the completion of the projects. The, I realized that's yeah. the format though. The first episode was good. The second episode was like, can we speed it up a bit? Cause this is taking a bit too long, but that show there, you're sort of looking at it going, this show could be, you know, if they had adults doing this rather than kids, or even an adult and a kid doing it. Cause it was a little bit more adult friendly than I was expecting. Cause there's a, there was quite a few adults in it, but it would have been more interesting had they had the combinations or even just had adult, because even if you had adults doing it, it still would have been friendly for everyone to watch. It wouldn't, you know, just because you put adults in it, they aren't all, you know, cursing, swearing and drinking. Well, you know, like I've just done the, the, you know, they've just made the golf course. Let's have a pint. You know? <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, we have things like great British bake off and all the rest of it. You know, that show could have easily have been skewed slightly more adult with just a one little change, but they went with the kids aspect and the setup and the show, the props, everything could have been identical and they could have just changed the adults to the kids and the whole show would have been viewed differently. I mean, you could do that with a lot of different shows, yeah. to be honest. I mean, uh, shop class, like yeah. you said, becomes in a, uh, see, but the, okay. So I was going to no, say, I don't say necessarily like make it mature. I mean, just in terms of, if they if they changed the kids to adults, it would still be completely appropriate for Disney Plus. Right, and and this is again going back to uh, we don't really have the language to describe it properly because the the words we use adult mature they conjure certain images yeah. that aren't because now shop class becomes an adult yeah. uh, oriented. I'm thinking like, <laughs> is he going to lose his hand to a buzzsaw? What's yeah. going on here? You know, and we we family friendly yeah but but even that doesn't because that makes it sound like uh we'll talk about star girl later yeah. that that's kind of where that comes in uh but we don't have that that term that mm. kids will enjoy it but adults won't be bored stupid by it either well i think the general thing is it was gen mainstream mainstream is the i think it's probably the best thing is mainstream audience because that is four quadrants that is everyone main a mainstream audience like the mandalorian the main a mainstream audience goes and sees Avengers Endgame and all the rest of it. A mainstream audience is not going to sit there and watch Diary of a Future President, and that is the difference. Um, and I think that moving on from that one there, with like for example, this whole thing with um, Lizzie McGuire, we'll bring this one in there. She after the issue with Love Victor, she then went on and put on a tweet about this sounds familiar. She then later put up a message saying, and "I'll read this out." that she was extremely excited to launch Lizzie on Disney Plus and my passion remains. However, I feel a huge responsibility to honor the fans' relationship with Lizzie, who, like me, grew up seeing themselves in her, and I'll be doing a, I'll be doing a disservice to everyone by limiting the realities of a 30-year-old's journey in life under the ceiling of a PG-13 rating. It is important to me that just as her experience as a preteen teenager, navigating life were, life were authentic, her next chapters are equally as real and relatable. It would be a dream if Disney would let us move the show to Hulu if they were interested and I could bring this beloved character to life again. Now, what did you think of this? 
Um, first, was kind of the, the snarky initial thought was uh, Lizzie McGuire, the standard teenage growing up experience, probably not in the same boat. Um, <laughs> once you get past the snark, though, um, it's hard to tell what where the line is on this because you can kind of go with well they 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 didn't want to focus on adult problems you know Mm. uh finding a job or you know finding a a husband wife raising kids they maybe they didn't want to do that in which case you're kind of like yeah i I can understand where where she's coming from with this because that there's interesting stories to tell in that and then the other thing is like did she want to handle alcoholism? Did she want to handle well, stuff like that? And it, it's there was it's tough apparent, to tell from her statement. Yeah, well, apparently as well, this has kind of felt fallen on from it, was the storylines were involving cheating and there was sex and stuff. And it's like this whole thing of like where this was going. And now there's a lot of people angry on lots of different fronts because you've got a lot of people going, well, we want the Lizzie McGuire that it used to be. And I want the nostalgia. And you got a lot of other people going, I grew up this show. They need to make it, you know, the 30-year-olds are the ones going to be watching it, not the 14-year-olds, not like we said, with Boy Meets Work Girl. And then there's a whole lot of things of going, well, maybe she should have. they should have agreed all of this before they made it and agreed to scripts. And, you know, there's this kind of line of like, there's some saying of, you know, they're trying to turn Lizzie McGuire into Sex in the City. Is like, to me, it feels like they need to find the middle ground. They have to maybe, they have to bring it down a little bit, but go up a little bit because otherwise this stuff's not going to be made. Um, a lot of people are going, false advertising because they advertised it was coming and then they show pictures of it. Um, and now they're not. And it's like, the, even the way the wording that she said it was about the fact of if they were interested, I could bring this character to life again. It's like, is it dead? Is this completely shut down? I mean, in some ways, maybe the virus is going to give them a few a bit of it, some time to work out what's going on with this one, um, a bit more time in discussions, and then they can kind of use this as the excuse. Um, to me, there is that line of if she is a 30 year old woman living in New York, she's not a 14 year old living in a bed, you know, she they we need to have something in there. What we what they see and what they show and what they do is telling that you know they've they've got to find that line. I don't think a PG rating for this, you know, PG 13 would would deem a little bit more appropriate. Seeing her in a bar with her friends on a on a Saturday night would be kind of you would expect that from a from a thirty year old living in New York. Like you can't have her going to a you know yeah okay they could have her going to a coffee shop and all the rest of it and they could do that instead, but at least make maybe reference to the fact that well we had a night out last night and I met a guy you know they are gonna have to do that <laughs> you know because she's it's, she's not fourteen. <laughs> yeah, you can't have a thirty year old woman who's just complaining the same way she was when she was a 14 year old. No one would yeah. really go into that. I, I know that there are a couple of them out there, but people don't like hanging out with them and they wouldn't want to watch a, a, a TV show about the same thing. And if you're going to have a story about a 30 year old and, and their, their group of 30 somethings around them, you're, you, you're going to have topics that little, that are good. Little kids are not going to understand what's going on. Yeah. Or if they do understand what's going on, kind of like, uh, start asking the uncomfortable questions of mommy and daddy. Mm. Uh, so who is it? <laughs> <laughs> Who's that guy? And Who's that girl? I've never seen her before. Who's Lizzie? Yeah. <laughs> yeah just, so it's, yeah, it, it's a tough situation, but this is, it's a corner that Disney boxed itself into. Mm. And 
they're going to have to figure out what they want it to do. Does it end up on Hulu? Do they come up with something else? Does it be where, is it where Lizzie is a character, but she's not the main character. It's about her kid, you know, go the girl meets world route. But the trend of this kind of show, because we've, we've got a lot of nostalgia shows going on right now or, or just kicking yeah. off or just ending. The ones that are successful are the ones that take the characters that people grew up with and show where they are now, yeah. not where their kids are. Yeah, I think, I mean, the thing is to me, at the end of the day, if the Disney Channel are making this show, I mean, there is part of me that goes, you, you know, it's like the Hillary Duff and stuff. And they're going, well, you did kind of, you've agreed to make a TV show with the Disney Channel for Disney Plus. If you, tr- there's that line of like, you know, was everything signed deal because they're all too excited and kind of jumped in before they worked out the, the small details and the script and all the rest of it. That's how it feels, you know, because the show runner's gone and they, they did the first two episodes and they, the thing is, this is even going to, this all of this big blow up is even going to make Disney go, right, okay, have we gone too close? We need to bring it up. Where are we wrong? Have we gone too tight? Or will they double down on being family friendly? Because this is the whole thing. If it's family friendly, Disney don't even know what that is for Disney Plus. And that is the problem. I mean, there's, some, there's been some great articles on like Deadline and Hollywood Reporter. They all kind of dropped about the same time, talking about the change within the Disney TV studios department finding out what Disney think of as what there was even a question. I think it was like, what is a Disney plus original? Because they don't know. They can't work. They've, they've got so many different things going on that Disney plus are all over the place in terms of their, this family friendly motto, because what is family friendly to one isn't family friendly to another A family friendly to one person is, you know, their five year old kid watching it. Another one is, the family sitting down with a 14 and 15 road and watching that and you know there's this whole kind of thing and i think disney have got to get this right and there's a lot of talk a lot now of like bob Iger now moving into his like creative role being a little bit more pushing his creative side a bit more with disney plus and trying to fix that and bob jpeg kind of letting him do this and put his more efforts in the creative side there's also been some movement around for example they've um changing around what they're doing with the studios is now um, someone's been brought in to pretty much just run the streaming side of things with the movies. Um, I'm just going to bring up her name. So um, she used to run the family, Fox family. Um, yeah, uh, Vanessa Morrison. She's been named president of streaming at Walt Disney Studios. She's now in charge of making all the movies um, for streaming. She's worked with Fox family for years and she's been in. So they, they kind of, it looks to me like now they've kind of like reshuffling everybody around a bit. But you kind of go, well, shouldn't you guys done this all beforehand? But then you, you then go, well, yeah, but they've had to deal with the 20th century studios merger and get everybody in the right place because they invested. They've had so many new people come in. And, but you do look at it and go, yeah, you should have really sorted all this out beforehand. Yeah. And that's the general impression I get is that, you know, when they went to, to Hillary Duff and do you want to do Lizzie McGuire and do you want uh, to the other people, do you want to do Love, Simon and, and all this, mm-hmm. these things? I don't think there was anybody going, well, what's the tone we want to yeah. set? I think it was just, let's line up projects. Let's get people excited. Let's, let's start producing stuff. And then other people later down the line are like, wait a second, this mm-hmm. is not the message we want to be sending or, or they might be getting 
pressure from outside groups, from fans, from people on message boards going, yeah. this is not what we wanted. And Disney's reading that and going, yeah, okay, actually, you guys are yeah. a writer. We, wanna, we want I to mean, appeal to you. I know there's a group of like a million mums or something that the pick there. On, on, Spoiler, on, there aren't actually a million of them. No, there was, um, yeah, there's this kind of thing with Onward where there is a lesbian cyclops in the movie. And it's been, it was resulted in the movie being banned in a number of countries. A whole load of people going, pushing the agendas, being pushed on and all this. I have had some dreadful messages and emails and people in the Facebook group that have been kicked out, I'll be honest, because they are, their messages was like, along the lines of going, yeah, this is... You, no, you, you're being so aggressive to the point of being... You're being nasty. And it's like... And then it's like this whole thing is blown up around on and onwards kind of lost a load of people going to it because of this pit frat, this story about the Cyclops, apparently that only had one line in it. And then obviously Bob Chapek got put up on this, like I mentioned earlier. And he's going, no, we are supporting this and we are doing, you know, these are stories that are going to be told and stuff. And they are going to keep pushing the story forward because it's going to be, it's, you know, it's no longer the, you know, taboo and all the rest of it. And they are having to change what is deemed family friendly because to some people, like we say, family friendly is nothing. It literally is nothing but Mickey Mouse running around and that's it. And it's just, it's just so bad of like all this stuff. I mean, it does feel like Onward really did kind of, it got hit with that Cyclops story and then it's been hit with the virus and it's just, it's just killed that movie flat where it is. And yeah, you, I mean, I literally got. I, one day, I would literally just put my phone down, and my wife said, "What's wrong?" I said, "I said I can't believe these people are having arguments with me about trying to get into an argument about a gay cyclops." I said, "I don't care." <laughs> it's just like it, it's like it, I I didn't make it. Nothing to do with me. I didn't make it. I and I don't really care if there's a gay cyclops. It doesn't matter to me. It's a cyclops. <laughs> It's and it, like, it's like I know people are against it, and I know people don't like it, and it, and it's like, but it's life's changing. Um, it's like I don't know. I was just sitting there, just going, oh, I can't be doing with this. I haven't got time in my life to have to worry about a gay cyclops, and I was just like, I just I don't care. It's like, it's, and it's like I've not even seen the movie, and apparently it's she literally has like one line, and she doesn't, and it's just like no. I don't want to watch it. I don't want to have to deal with this because it just seems stupid. And it's like, pick, you know, like if that's where you're going to go, it's like, okay, I can, I can at least understand it with uh, why parents might have a problem with Love Victor. But yeah, a uh, cyclops. In, in <laughs> yeah, Love Simon. <laughs> yeah, it's, you need, it, it's late or it's yeah, early for you. It's but, early. I've been up since half five. It's just, sorry. it's just been one of those situations of just like this is just. Disney have got to get a grip on it. And also, unfortunately, I would say this as a whole, the world, every family is on a different page. And Disney need to make their mind up of where they, where they want to draw the line and where they want to set their guidelines because nobody is going to be happy because you're, not going to pl you're trying to please the majority by trying to please the minority, and it never works. And... It, it, they've got to find that line in the sand and they've got to keep to it. And ultimately, Disney Plus needs a little bit of direction. They maybe, they need, you know, I think at the minute that seems to be the issue. Well, that's half the issue. And, and not going to dive down this rabbit yeah. hole that we could 
yeah, we could offend everybody just by talking about this entire issue. Yeah. Probably already have. Um, there is the flip side to the story, though, too, which is that the LGBTQ community is also up in arms, not because that scene is in there, but because that scene is so tiny and is very obviously, oh, we, we're, we're putting it in to show support, but it's also super easy for us to cut it out so we don't have to put it in the Chinese market, uh, which they also did with Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker, the mm-hmm. little tiny uh, lesbian kiss. That it's like there for half a second. Boom, it's not in the Chinese. Yeah, um, that is as far as into this rabbit hole as we're going, though. Well, actually, also Stargirl, there was, you know, literally at the last in the dance scene, one of the friends brought a girl in, um, and they danced together, and it was like, okay, so that was you just thrown it in at the end, like you've done it, but you've not really gone into, you've not this girl's barely had a line the whole movie, and now, you know, you've done it in at the last second kind of thing, and again, this is just it's. It's, it's part of a it is part of a bigger plan isn't it you can see the ch- kind of building up to it but yeah there is this whole thing you are nobody is going to agree to it there's always going to be people that disagree there will be people people disagreeing with us on either side and we're never going to please everybody and you know this whole d- deal of you know i do not want you know deadpool 2 on disney plus i don't think it's appropriate I think once upon a time was it once upon a Deadpool could be because they've edited it all out, you know. And but I do think as well of like you know TV fourteen is still appropriate for fourteen year olds. That's the way I look at it. And as far as I'm concerned, a fourteen year old is still a child. You know, there is a kind of thing of like that is ultimately where it where it's at. You know, I don't want them to be watching. You know, dead things like Daredevil is not maybe some and there's some stuff in in luke cage is not appropriate for disney plus but um a bit of changing to the characters it could be but let's move on from there um to another story um beauty and the beast is apparently going to have a sequel series on disney plus with lefou and a prequel yeah it's going to be a prequel with lefou and uh was it, uh, gaston gaston going to be being made by the people that made uh, Once Upon a Time. This apparently was a kind of a spin-off idea. I think after the Muppets show that they were working on together with Josh Gad fell apart, they've moved over to this. Uh, no real official word from Disney on this one. But let's just say last time LeFou came up, this kind of, we had this entire same issue that we just had with the whole thing with Lizzie McGuire. So we'll carry on with that one. Um, what did you think of this uh, sequel series? Uh, prequel series. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm all for it as long as they they do it well. I mean, Gaston is actually one of the more interesting villains, and doing a a kind of origin story form could be entertaining. I just don't want it to be a Maleficent style, like oh, he's not actually a bad yeah. guy. He's because no, he's he's pretty blatantly yeah. a bad guy. He is like the epitome the epitome of all the things that you don't want in a man kind yeah. of deal. Yeah, so I think it'd be good. I mean, it's quite funny because I watched um, The Hobbit on the plane. I watched all three of The Hobbit movies on the flight over. And oh I, because I couldn't remember them. That was the thing. I There's know. a reason for that. I was, was fucking fair. Because like, he's, he's, Gaston's in like two of the movies. And I was like, going, I don't remember these movies. So I watched the first one. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to. So I did all three movies in a run. I had nine hours to kill. So, you know, <laughs> it was. To, to, and I was like, okay, then I, I did enjoy it because it's like, I couldn't remember this movie at these three movies at all, which is not a good sign. But um, it was, I think, 
having just literally just seen him in that there, I was like, okay, cool. It depends. I just don't want them to change Gaston. He needs to be, you know, bad. He needs to be, don't make him, you know, they have to keep that going. I mean, they're obviously going to explore LeFou a little bit more. I expect that will be all coming into it. But um, yeah, it's, I think it sounds good. Whether or not we need it, I don't know. Was it the series everyone was asking for? Probably not. Um, I think a lot more people probably would have been more interested in a Beauty and the Beast sequel series that were following them after the event rather than before it. But I think it sounds all right. I'm perfectly fine with it. We'll just have to wait and see what the details are. I mean, it could just be eight episodes of Luke Evans eating eggs, five dozen eggs every single morning. I don't know. Um, But it's going to be a musical apparently as well. But I I mean, it should be Beauty and the Beast, both live action and the the animated were musicals. And both Luke, uh, yeah, Luke Evans and Josh Gad have musical chops. So use them. So moving on from there, we saw a trailer for the brand new Disney Plus series, The Disney Insider, or Disney Disney Insider, um, not to mix it up with the website. Um, this one is launching um, next week on March the 20th. It's going to consist of basically stories about three things going on backstage at Disney. So the first episode, I think it's got a little bit about Stargirl, a bit about Mulan, and a little bit about Onward. And it's going to be a behind-the-scenes look each week at stuff that's going on within Disney. Um, this one kind of it broke while we we're away and then we seen the trailer i watched the trailer and going this is it's like on one hand i can see what they're doing because it's this kind of let's take some of the probably the extras for dvds and um behind the scenes looks and some probably some youtube videos mix them all together into a nice 20 minute package and sell it as a disney plus original it's like this is i would say cheap easy filler content but i actually as well completely think the idea of them doing a a weekly Disney show kind of makes sense in some way. Yeah. It, just because it, it's, it probably is cheap because they already have the footage. It's really mm-hmm. just kind of behind the, behind the scenes stuff based on the trailer. There's nothing wrong with that. And if, as long as they string it together properly, yeah, uh, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, there is a certain appeal to seeing um, the magic pulled back to see mm-hmm. how they do things. And especially for kids, I think it's kind of fun to, to see how, you know, what they're doing turns into what you see on the screen, especially nowadays when special effects yeah. are so huge in, in all of these movies. You know, the, not just the green screen, but um, how do you do, you know, a, a character with, you know, claws coming out of their hands in, in real time and, you know, showing how the, the uh, actor or actress is dealing with that. There's a lot of potential there, as long as they don't dumb it down too much, and as long as it's not too much of a just straight promo. Hey, uh, here's some behind-the-scenes footage of Mulan. Don't you want to go see Mulan? You should go buy tickets for Mulan right now. As long as it's not that, it'll be fine. And in fact, this is kind of what I was hoping um, the One Day at Disney shorts would be be like, uh, a little more behind-the-scenes, a little more of the, like, uh, how things work. I, I still actually do like... Uh, one day at Disney is a total like puff piece, but it's it's a fun little five minute diversion each week. I'll be honest, I haven't watched it since and December. I didn't expect <laughs> you to, honestly, based on on your review I of it. Just, but I just, I it just it was like you say, it was a a, a human resources um, fluff piece. Um, I don't know. It just it's like Disney Insiders. Like, how long is it? I'm going to be interested to see how long because I said twenty minutes, but we don't really actually officially know. It could be ten minutes, eight minutes. I don't know. There's a reason why the interest in this series is very low. Um, no one really kind of reacted to it. 
no one the trailer didn't really grab a lot of people's attention it is just filler and disney it there's nothing i don't think there's anything wrong with it because if you're filming a tv series have another tv crew come in and film them you've kind of making your own content based on your content it makes a lot of sense to do that show how they do it but it's all down to how they deliver it you know sometimes when they do these youtube videos that they used to just put on the dvd extras now they use it as publicity bits of here we are filming it and we're now going to talk to them on the set where they just basically just say the same thing they would have said on the pr line and it's like sometimes it can come across a little bit fluffy but I don't think there's an, a problem with Disney making a, a TV series where they look at what's going on. And, you know, we do it with our podcast. You know, they have the Star Wars show. They have a, a Marvel-ish version of that as well. It would make sense for them to kind of utilize this a little bit more. I'm surprised they haven't done that with the Star Wars show already. But um, a lot of this stuff is just trying to find the right line for it. And you, maybe if they can utilize some of the content they've used like that, it might make a bit more sense. And, and going along with the idea of it being what you would find on DVD extras, I would really love that because uh, I'm actually going to go to Lord of the Rings with this one. And I mean, Lord of the Rings, not yeah. the Hobbit. Um, I remember in the early 2000s, just sitting down with the extended editions and watching through a lot of the, the special features on there and, and just being like, oh, it's so cool how they, they did the, the bigatures with the um the, the town miniatures which they you know yeah. for for all well, the I models remember, and... i did actually buy the big four i bought all oh three yeah of the that, that's what i'm talking about the and they had like they came like with four discs the mm-hmm. movies were four hours long they had books in them it was two discs basically of extras there was that there was hours and hours and hours of it it was i mean i don't think i barely touched the surface on it but um like you say, there is a lot of extra content there. I think we could do with it with a Rise of the Skywalker, to be honest. <laughs> I, th- I think they need to do something that explains Rise of the Skywalker, honestly, because yeah. it, it, it's been a meme now, but they had that Twitter post a, a couple weeks back where they're like, did you know that the, the Star Destroyers were crewed by such and such thing? And the response was like, no, how would we possibly know that? Because it's not covered yeah. at all in the movie they yeah like, and also apparently because the palpatine was actually a clone and so they're and i'm like oh, hold on a minute I, not Ray just, is, Ray not just palpatine ray's father is a yeah. clone and it's like, a failed that, clone it's like no but that doesn't but, make your, it's like yeah but that's not a granddad and it's not in the movie so how would we have known it <laughs> yeah yeah the yeah. the <laughs> there, there are many problems. We could dedicate yeah. the next hour to just talking about the problems with Rise of yeah. Skywalker, but I don't think uh, no, we need to do that time. again. Right. Okay. Moving on there for the last thing for today is Stargirl, which um, hit Disney Plus yesterday. Um, I watched it, and I'm going to share my thoughts on it. Um, this one's an odd one. We, I put it on, and my wife said, okay, what's this one? So we sat there and we watched it. Um, oh, that first, it got to, I think, about half an hour into it, and my wife's going, do we have to watch this? yeah i've got to review it okay and then for the next hour is this thing over yet i've had enough because oh it was so dull we were just like this is just it was just like oh come on speed it up do something they just it it was one of those things and i put the review up and there was a lot of people i love the the book was amazing and this is great and it's a lovely story it's like yeah if you enjoy it lovely fantastic i'm glad you enjoyed it wasn't for me. We what it was, and I was watching it going. Oh God, I looked down at one point. I was like, God, oh my word, we're only halfway through. 
I was like, if I wasn't reviewing it, I would have turned it off because I was bored. It was just like, it needed, a, it needed some speed. I mean, the biggest problems, first off, if I could say, if I said to you, what would be the typical high school TV show movie traits? What are you going to come back to me uh, thinking that's going to be involved in this movie? Uh, kid getting pushed into a locker or, or a bathroom, yeah. okay. something Tick. like that. Tick. Uh, got kicked on the floor. You know, complaining to his parents because he hates the school that he's in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all that fun stuff. You know, he's not a sportsy person, I'd assume. So, he, oh no, you know. he's in. The, he's, he, we saw lots of football, American oh, football. But, but I thought but he was he, in the band. But, but he's in the band. Yeah, but yeah, uh, everyone that, loves everyone loves football. And, and what he, else? And he, ended, yeah, he's a social outcast. And, you know, all, yeah. all that fun stuff. And also, uh, what what would be the end scene? Where would where would they where would the end scene take place at high school? Uh, actually, I was kind of picturing on a cliff with the sunset and doing kind of the soapy uh, no, Princess Bride bit, kiss or something they, like that. They had a bit of that, yeah. Yeah, uh, but it, it would be in this case if he's in the band, it'd probably be on the football field with them doing some sort of band routine where he shows off the the skills and all well, the people he, are like, "Oh my gosh, yes, you, you actually well, are you, cool. You're not too bad." He he um did um he, he sung at the at the dance at the school. Okay, dance. yeah, okay. Oh yeah, of course there has to be a school dance, um and. and just to clarify, in case people, I, yeah, in case just, people haven't twigged to it yet, I did not watch Star this, Girl. This is my point. This is what I was aiming at. Was the fact that I've literally just said to you, put together a movie with about all oh, the high school, and you've literally put together the entire movie without seeing it, and that is bad, isn't it? It can be if it's <laughs> if, it, if it's executed well, then it's okay if it follows all the tropes. Um, yeah. You know, a well-executed cliche story is still perfectly entertaining, especially because all the, the tropes have been used. And yeah. even trying to specifically avoid tropes is itself a trope in most cases. Having said that, um, yeah, being able to predict the entire story without having seen any of it except for one trailer, probably not a good thing. The other problem as well, and this is a big issue generally with american tvs and movies is this whole thing doesn't exist for the rest of us when we go to high school this whole no, to, uh, to be fair this doesn't exist for americans <laughs> either the the high school experience as portrayed by movies like this or high school the musical or lizzie mcguire yeah. does not exist it's just it was just that kind of thing of, it's very hard to connect and it was just like oh the, the, this it was that kind of thing of going oh I was really looking forward to seeing this movie of like, okay, this should be different. It was definitely a little bit more of an, it was a teenage tone. It was much higher than like Timmy failure. It was like, okay, they're aiming at teenagers, you know, and maybe parents looking back on this and, you know, reminiscing and stuff. And it was a little bit of just those things of like, for me, of just like, going, this was such a Netflix movie. This was such a kind of, if this didn't have Disney at the front, they had the whole Disney castle at the front, Disney presents. My wife did turn to me and say, why is Disney, this is, doesn't feel like a Disney movie. It, it felt like it could have been released by anybody. There was, and there was this whole thing of like, you know, whether or not she was a magic or a dream or something like that. And they kind of threw it all in at the last seconds. And you're going, what? No, what? I, know, I think the trouble is with these kind of things, and this, we're going to have it with um, Artemis Fowl as well, of, where they have a really popular book, and I think you guys over there are reading it at school and all the rest of it. It takes on its own life, and everyone's um, Star Girl is a really popular book. Um, where it, a lot of people have kind of got associated with this book and have fallen in love with it and all the rest of it. So when they convert it over, 
you know, I went into it, no idea who Grace Vanderbilt, I've never heard of her, never seen her. We don't, you know, did, Americans got talent. Isn't a thing over here. You know, we have Britain's got talent. So I didn't know who she was. So she's a, an eccentric girl that plays a ukulele and sings. Well, that's what the character was in the book. So it was a perfect casting with that one there. But you're a bit like, okay. Um, there was like some weird bits like with how they filmed it as well of like when they were doing the, the singing, they then it almost like turned into like a music video where they're looking straight down the camera, like like a music video kind of thing of like breaking the fourth wall. And you're like, going, I can picture it. Yeah. And it's just like, okay. And then, I don't know. It was really strange. I mean, there's a whole kind of the tone of it, of like them all wearing, of it being everyone being very bland and gray and dray. And then by the end of it, everyone's wearing flamboyant clothes and from the seventies because she's changed. And this whole kind of subject about her, was she ever there? And then they, he tried to explain at the end of the myth of this girl came up and then they're going, what? What? You know, it's like, oh, she's, is she magic? And she just disappeared. And, you know, was it all real? And she inspired everyone. And so um, they didn't really play up on the magic side of it very very much because it's like just trying to flip all that at the end and going what no you've, you've set it as a a real story and then suddenly trying to flip it into like was she ever there and you know and like what okay i don't know it just really just didn't click with me at all i didn't enjoy it um i also had a little bit of an issue with i don't the two actors that were playing the two leads um it was her first role so she's never acted before and this whole like accent, I didn't really connect with her as a character, but also the guy, he looked like he only had like one acting face. Um, like in just like a, a, the astonished kind of I'm in awe face. And I kind of felt like all the, and it was like, okay, I don't know. It just, it just, it was really, cause I watched it and we were just like, okay, I'm glad that I, I was glad it was over. And that's really not, I mean, I know I've like some of these Disney movies, these, these Disney Plus movies have been a bit average, but this was just one of those ones of going. Togo, I loved. I absolutely loved mm-hmm. Togo, and this was just one of those ones of going. That was that was an that was an experience that I really am never ever going to. And it's really bad. I'm just like going, and then a lot of people that are liking it, and I'm just like, this just was not for me at all. See, I I knew in advance this was not for me. Uh, that that's not a judgment on the quality of it. Yeah. I have no idea if I yeah. would have liked this or not in the end. Uh, but I just knew from the trailer, this is not a story for me. And I I ended up I had the chance to watch it. I had enough time. I'm working from home right now. I could have had it in the background. I was like, no, I'm I'm just not. I'm just going to leave it there alone. Two thoughts. Uh, first one, completely unrelated. Are people actually watching or reading Artemis Fowl in school for school? I'm curious, guys. Tell us about about, this because I I don't. I you you mentioned that, and I could see it happening, but I don't know if that's actually true. Because people let us know. The the trailer. I know a lot of people are reading Star Girl at um, school level. I think, but um, Artemis Fowl. The the trailer broke, and all I have seen on the comments on the YouTube video and on the group was just how the, the whole movie is just nothing like the book. I read the same as well. I've never read the book. Um, and it, it makes me feel better because the trailer, as a person who has not read the books, looks pretty bad. Um, but we'll, we'll talk about Artemis yeah. Fowl another time. Yeah. Uh, the second point in here, now I'm trying to struggle to remember what I was, the point was going to be. <laughs> oh, no, no. no. Uh, so we were, you and I were talking a little bit while you were watching the movie, yeah. which is obviously yeah. never a good sign to begin with. <laughs> and, and the point came up, um, you know, 
a lot of the times you, you look back at say the Disney catalog and we're talking about the Disney channel catalog here, going back to the 1990s, maybe even to the, before that we remember stuff like Lizzie McGuire or, or um, that's so Raven or stuff like that. And we forget the dozens of other shows and movies that came out and just disappeared immediately. Uh, and if you really think about it, the, the hit rate on Disney channel shows and movies it's probably about one in four one in five uh i might be being optimistic there too but well but you mentioned togo yeah. Yeah. togo was a fantastic movie uh yeah. definitely highly recommended is what a disney plus movie should be at least in terms of quality not necessarily yeah. that kind of story but that a type of quality movie right but <laughs> then you've got you've got togo and now you've also got timmy failure you've got star girl you've got a couple others they might uh, float some people's boat. And if you liked Stargirl, fantastic. Yeah. I, I am glad that you enjoyed it. If you enjoyed Timmy Failure, fantastic. I am glad you enjoyed it. But these are, are movies that are probably just going to fade away as more and more movies get added to the Disney Plus catalog. And people go, oh yeah, I remember that one. And that, that'll be the extent of the conversation. Well, do you remember when Disney Plus kind of back in October, they put out uh, the, I tweet know storm, the tweet storm of... Movie this, movie this, movie this, movie this. These are all the 600 movies that are coming. And the comments and the memes and the kind of, I mean, there was even parody accounts of, look at all these really bad Disney movies we all forgot about. <laughs> it was just like, I was like, here's some random movie from 1972 that you never remembered. Yeah, no, <laughs> forgot about is being generous. A lot of these movies are like, uh, Tall Tale. We talked yeah, about that in yeah. a special episode. I had no idea that movie even existed. That wasn't like, Oh yeah, I remember seeing it and uh, seeing a trailer for it in like 1990 on a direct-to-video yeah. thing. No, it was literally like I've never heard of this movie ever no. before. Yeah, I just it's it's a kind of weird thing. I think at the minute the trouble is, um, it's like I think Star Girl is one of those movies of it has it will have an audience and it will resonate with a certain audience. But the res and the audience, as I said, the family-friendly side of things of young teenagers are going to like it i could imagine anyone slightly older than that probably is going to struggle because they're going to see anyone in high school might see through this and i mean the whole storyline of like being true to yourself i mean that was like the whole song um and you know being yourself and coming and all this kind of thing is is great and it is important and it's a strong strong message and i think that's where the book gets that across maybe better than than the movie and but at the same time, it's like you've, they've, it was a little bit too forced, a little bit too pushed. And also, like I say, so cliched. Of, and as an, when you're an adult looking back on this stuff of like, you know, liking what you like, wearing what you want, you know, being true to yourself. There's a lot of people that as adults still don't do that. You know, they're still trying to conform, still trying to fit in, still trying to prove to each other that they're the best and you know, using social media and, you know, wearing this clothes and posting images of all this lot. And there are other people that just do what they want, like what they want, you know, like we're perfect examples of, you know, I will wear a bright minions t-shirt in the middle of the theme park uh, because I want to, because I feel that I, I don't, and I will walk down, you know, and I will wear a big star Wars t-shirt in the middle of the supermarket or go out for a meal. And my wife's going, no, you're not. <laughs> and you know, I will, you know, and I say, I like Disney and I don't, 
and I don't care what anybody thinks of that. And you know, when people say to you, you're an adult, you shouldn't like this, are you gonna grow up? It's like, no, I don't. And that is a prime example of someone that's gone through this, but it's taken years and decades. You can't do that just in high, one, that all happens after high school for most people. And it's just that whole thing of like trying to squeeze that whole lifestyle and like lessons that you learn into free to a, a semester at high school just seems very forced yeah i mean it took me more than a decade to mm. to kind of come to terms with i like childish things quote unquote <laughs> childish things comic yeah. books disney stuff video games whatever it, you know stuff that real adults don't mm-hmm. don't like and just then like screw it i'm an adult and i like these things therefore adults like these things it took a, a really long time mm. And because people don't it, understand as well, there's also geek culture was not cool and trendy. Well, well, liking start, um, you know, like liking superheroes back in the nineties was not a cool thing, you know. <laughs> it was not, uh, to, to specify, if you yeah. watched the X Men cartoon on Saturdays or the Batman the animated series yeah, that cartoon, was that was okay. Yeah, Going out and about, reading yeah. X Men comics or reading yeah. Batman comics, that was not cool. No, and I think just as a whole, that whole thing of like it. it I think again, as an adult watching it, you're going, "Yeah, I can see where you're going, but you're tr- you're really pushing this, and this takes time." You know, like they haven't they had the mum say, "Well, you know, I still don't know," and all the rest of it, and I had to reinvent myself after your dad died and all these kind of things, and it was just like that is important, and it is important things to do, but it takes time, and I think Star Girl had a really good message. It just it just took a long time. I mean. I did look and have a look to see what the book and it pretty much looks like it's followed the book very very closely but as a movie I it, it was that thing of like halfway through the movie and they're going what where is this movie going there doesn't seem to be a plot you know it's like he likes this girl and he followed and it, it just took a long time to get going of like when you're halfway through a movie an hour into it and going nothing has happened yet then where is this movie going? You know, we said this about Timmy Failure, I think, I as well. I was just thinking like, that. It didn't have that, like, compelling storyline of, like, usually you need conflict and to get over it. And while Stargirl did have some, you know, she had to get over this conflict and he had to get over it, it, it just took so long to get there that I think by the time, and then it's, like, speeded through it. The last five minutes where it was, you know, this, da, 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 and, you know, was it, it's like, well, where did all this come from? This was a completely different movie than the stuff I've been watching. And it, you know, and chain and sweeping your hair to a different side doesn't make you suddenly 10 years older. You know, they all well, look the same. <laughs> it was like, we're all, we've all come back after college and going, you just changed your hair. <laughs> well, unless you're Peter Parker in Spider-Man yeah. three, in which case it, it signifies your venom. But yeah. uh, I will say, you know, you have to have a story arc mm. With, with these and it has to have a conflict and a lot of people assume conflict means uh a villain mm. uh you know timmy failure had the the teacher who yeah. was kind of a villain but by the end of it you're like no actually he, he just had to deal with a really yeah. obnoxious kid and i can actually understand yeah. where he's coming from uh but it doesn't mean there has to be a villain it, it just has to be an obstacle for them to overcome and it it sounds like it didn't really even necessarily have that well there was one, but you kind of felt that the girl kind of the, the, the main that become the antagonist was a bit like, well, you could see why she was so upset with her and why star girl had kind of, kind of annoyed her and upset the whole family because of her actions. 
but at the same time she was trying to do something nice and it didn't work and but the whole thing if suddenly everyone just running outside and all being happy and everything's over with and then so it's like it's like it's like it, it, this hasn't been a musical and like when everyone suddenly starts and i don't know there were so many parts of this movie of just like i don't know about you but if you put a a, a school you know, say you go to a football game and put a little girl, just suddenly a girl runs out and starts playing a ukulele. She'd be completely drowned out at a football game, wouldn't she? Oh, absolutely. I mean, but they kind of amplified her voice and then they kind of brought in the cheerleaders. I thought that when they brought the cheerleaders in and the rest of the band, it was fine. But it was like, well, why is this? It, it just, I don't know. It just, and then they all turned yeah. on her and it, it was all just a bit like as an adult watching it going, I, where's, I know we're all maybe you're watching it going, well, everybody, all the high school is wrong and all the rest of it. And, but you're there going, okay, it didn't, it, I don't know. I just didn't, didn't connect with this character at all. Yeah. And that's kind of what I got from the trailer as well. Um, I will say though, if the message is, you know, be yourself and, and it might be a cliched message. It's still one that's worth repeating yeah. over and over, especially to kids in that age range. Cause being they a teenager is awful <laughs> just straight up i would never do it again yeah. uh i mean not that that's an option but if it was i'd say no I'm, I'm fine as i am to be honest this uh, is the thing if you took if you took our brains now and put them in our teenage bodies would be oh, dangerous I'd be, <laughs> I'd be miserable i i would i would just i'd be even more of a shut-in than i was the first time around I'd be like i don't want to deal with any of you people you you go figure your hormones and puberty out on your own i'm gonna sit in here and read books all day leave yeah. me alone i don't know it's just yeah it is just one of those things but yeah if you did like stargo let us know in the comments below we'll get in touch because i'd love to, it's that kind of thing of like this is going to hit an audience that's going to be but it where it is because you know that kind of thing is sometimes well of like posted the article got a few feedback and stuff had a look and see what the other reviews were kind of doing or where i sat after i'd kind of finished my review and i'm going okay i kind of feel like i was in that zone of where most of them because sometimes you, you kind of you do do your review and you, you put it together and go right okay am i completely because sometimes as well you're like, am i completely off base and like okay you know where is it going to line and i think star girl is going to have that audience unfortunately i do think frozen 2 is about to wipe it out of the playlists this weekend i think frozen 2 is just kind of it was star girls weekend and now frozen 2 is pretty much just come in and we'll just wipe that out next week people will give it a go and i think you should give it a go and if you don't like it turn it off that's the benefit of a disney plus subscription not paying for it. The, that <laughs> is the benefit of not having to write a review for it if you don't enjoy it halfway through it and it's there you know, it, it's on the service. And when you are sick and tired of watching Frozen and Frozen 2 and Robin Hood and Sword in the Stone and all the classics, um, I mean, not that you can ever get sick of Robin Hood or Sword in the Stone, yeah. but, you know, when you're ready for something new, it's there. It's waiting yeah. for you. It's not going anywhere. You can check it out. You can check out Timmy Failure. I do recommend checking out Togo if you haven't seen that one. Um, but yeah, be prepared uh, for going into the unknown a yes. lot next yes. week. On to that note, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode. Obviously, we'll be carrying on with all the news over on the website and obviously as well on the YouTube channel where I do all nudes as it breaks and stuff. But on that note, thank you very much for joining us and we shall see you guys in another episode. Laters. Later. Later.